0: on today's federal newscast we get an idea of when federal employees can expect to see their pay raise the food and drug administration looks to still be recovering from the partial government shutdown and today is the last day for congress to take action if it wants to keep the merit systems protection board running these stories and more in today's federal newscast In today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. Federal employees should expect to see an average 1.9% raise reflected in their paycheck sometime in March or early April. A spokeswoman for Congressman Mike Quigley tells Federal News Network, the Office of Personnel Management has updated locality pay tables and sent them to the Office of Management and Budget for review. The raise could come in time for federal employees' March 22nd paycheck or as late as the April 5th check. The Government Accountability Office asks Congress to increase its funding by 10% to help it grow its workforce. In its fiscal 2020 budget request, Comptroller General Gene Dodaro says the agency plans to expand its information technology and cybersecurity team from 140 employees to 175 by the end of this year. Last month, GAO launched its science, technology, assessment, and analytics team. In the near future, Dodaro said he'd like to see GAO expand that team from 70 employees to as many as 100 Hundred and forty Agencies and contractors are facing a new kind of cyber spoofing attack. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Departments of Labor and Transportation are fighting back an attempt by hackers to fool companies who come to their websites to do business with them. Cybersecurity firm Anomaly Lab says an attacker created fake landing pages mimicking Transportation's e-procurement login portal and Labor's homepage to get vendors to send their personal information to the attacker. The company says it has alerted both Microsoft and Google to blacklist those fake sites on their search engines. Anomaly Labs warns vendors to be wary of unsolicited government emails and tells agencies to invest in domain monitoring services. I'm Jason Miller. Herb Jackson, acting deputy director of the government publishing office, plans to retire from government at the end of March. This comes after an inspector general report claimed Jackson and a former acting deputy director bypassed the agency's competitive hiring process, allowing Jackson's son to take an internship at GPO. The 35-day partial government shutdown appears to have had a big effect on the Food and Drug Administration. Tony Reardon, the president of the National Treasury Employees Union, testifies to the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture and the FDA, describing the personal and professional impact the shutdown had on employees. Reardon says one example of the impact was employees who had to work and were required to put their work-related travel expenses on their credit cards. Reardon says the FDA now faces a period of low productivity as the Employees have been called back, but they lack the supplies to do their job. Federal unions defending a federal judge's August decision to overturn key provisions of the president's 2018 executive orders get a few high-profile supporters. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and Republican Congressman Peter King file an amicus brief in support of the unions. They say the president's orders contradict Congress's intent when it created the Federal Labor Management Relations Statute back in 1978. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf also filed a separate amicus brief in support of federal unions. The Trump administration is appealing the federal district judge's decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals. Oral arguments are scheduled for April 4th. Good government groups are pleading with the White House to install at least one person on the Merit Systems Protection Board before lone member and acting chairman Mark Robbins leaves at the end of the day. The Senate would either need to clear House-pass legislation to extend Robbins' term for another year or confirm one of the president's nominees. Another hearing on privatized military housing is scheduled for early March. A hearing this month with the Senate Armed Services Committee exposed mold, rats, and lead paint in the houses. The purpose of the next hearing is to see how the military services will make changes to improve housing and care for military families who live in the homes. All of the military department secretaries and the chief military officers are invited to testify. President of the Uniformed Services University, Richard Thomas, says the Defense Department needs to use a scalpel when making cuts to its medical force. DOD is considering cutting up to 17,000 medical corps jobs. The billets would be repurposed for combat troops. DOD employs about 186,000 medical professionals. The investigation into the influence that three members of President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club had on the Veterans Affairs Department is off to a rocky start. House Veterans Affairs Committee Chairman Mark Takano gave VA Secretary Robert Wilkie a February 22nd deadline to submit all documents and communications that the department had with the Mar-a-Lago Three. Takano says Wilkie had agreed to comply with the investigation when they spoke back in early February, but Takano says he's now gotten a letter from VA on the evening of the deadline asking for a meeting about document protection. Production. And you may not think of the EPA as a provider of food, but it is. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. EPA reports recovering 17,000 pounds of food from the Super Bowl in Atlanta and delivering it to a local aid group. The EPA's Food Recovery Challenge claims the recovery of 648,000 tons of food from more than 1,000 organizations in 2017. If they can't be consumed by people, the leftovers turn to electricity in a Massachusetts facility known as an anaerobic digester. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.